from the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good Podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Fight for Good Podcast. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Tim Foley. We're broadcasting from our illustrious studios here at National Headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia. Going around the table here to my left, we have our editorial director. Greetings. It's so good to be here, be a part of this. Thank you, Jeff McDonald. And across from me is our assistant to the editorial director. Hi, my name is Michelle Katsaris. I'm the assistant to the editorial director. And over to my right is our wonderful producer, you can shout. Oh, you got a microphone. Now. I have a microphone. Oh, we somebody put a microphone on our producer. Hello, I'm Elizabeth, and I produce the podcast. So she's working <laughs> all the mixing and everything I behind mix. the scene, and she uh, directs us, and we just kind of get ushered into her space here. And we're we're uh, exploring a lot of different things uh, today in our our podcast. First off, we want to thank you for downloading and listening. Uh, we're finally on iTunes. That was a big. Big deal. Big accomplishment. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it took us uh, a little bit of time to get on Spotify, but I think we're there and we're on SoundCloud and YouTube and there, anywhere else are we kind of around? That kind of covers it. That Did I cover all? That's the, all the major platforms. Yeah. Right. So we're rock and rolling. And uh, we're seeing a few downloads. A few downloads. Yeah. People are really enjoying it. Yeah. 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 I've, I've heard from a couple of people. Right. And that, that's 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 real good. So we thank you for joining us, and uh, hopefully we'll, uh, however you're you're listening to us and whatever it is you're doing. I mean, I listen to podcasts, um, doing all kinds of things. And uh, what about you, Mr. McDonald? Definitely, I, I love to listen to podcasts when I'm traveling and on a on mass transit and uh, in the backyard. And yeah, there's such a variety. It's so amazing. It's uh, it 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 it's it's it kind of blows my mind. Um, I'm I'm actually looking for a model railroading podcast. So if you guys know, I that, haven't hit one yet. Michelle, uh, I know you're, like you're ten of them. <laughs> yeah, top of my head. What, what is it? What is it you're listening to? Like right um, away. I listen to the same like four podcasts all the time. Um, I really like the Lady Gang and Gals on the Go. Those are my top two. The Lady Gang. You talked a little bit about that one. I talk about them all the time. They're hilarious. And I'm not. I'm not sure. I know. I know my daughters listen to two women talking all the time or something. There was one one podcast that I was faithful in listening to that I actually because some things have been going on. I've kind of doing a little cancel uh, culture sort of thing on it because uh, you know kind of boycotting it. So, oh. um, so I'm looking for some other mm-hmm. other. Uh, podcast anyways well podcasting is here and uh so we are yeah effervescent elizabeth hanley our producer is helping us to get us broadcast on different venues so we're appreciative of that now that's a big word effervescent yeah yeah yeah. but she is yeah that's very very true that's a good word that makes me feel very special thank you well we're all about making everybody feel special and in particular we we like to think of our podcast listeners as special so we hope you're having a super fantastic day today um, we're going to talk uh, just about a few things in regards to our October issue of um, the uh, the war cry. 
Uh, but here it is. Um, we're, we're recording on the last day of September of 2019. It's actually uh, a little wet outside today. For a change. Kind of. Welcome relief. So you guys have been kind of zip za- zip zapping all over the place. What, what, what's been going on for you, Michelle? What, what, uh, what's check in with us? What's, what's new? Um, well, for, I swear, October, I feel like October already passed because we've been focused on the November issue and just with 2020 coming up, which sounds really far away, but it's not, um, you guys had talked about like getting things in shape and getting, collecting a lot. That way we're not always scrambling at the last minute for stuff. So that's when I decided to just blast a bunch of people with potential interviews. And I had like four last week, uh, Jeff and I have one this week and then I've got a potential influencer in Australia who I'm just going to email her questions because those time zones do not line (laughs) up so (laughs) but yeah so I've just been really trying to crank out a lot of interviews that way we can kind of space them out so I mean technically I have up to like May of 2020 all set that's awesome I know and 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 we're we're uh, we're really just kind of scratching the surface we're grateful for uh, a door that's opening for us in the entertainment industry Mm -hmm. Uh, and and you want to talk a little bit about what's happening with that yeah so we uh, Colonel Foley had connections out in the west and um, we were trying to um, get some sort of interview with someone who worked on the Mr. Rogers movie um, in November and we were able to potentially, I don't want to jinx it, line up a few interviews with people who actually knew Mr. Rogers himself. So if we can get some of those out, that would be coming to a podcast near you. <laughs> we'll be we'll be featuring that uh, primarily uh, in our November uh uh, podcast and I'm, I'm really excited because some of our crew gets to go to a premiere locally uh, of that that movie which already has a lot of Oscar buzz surrounding it and we know Mr. Rogers was a friend of the Salvation Army so we'll we'll talk more about that next month so you've been kind of working on that and uh, we, we are trying to make sure that we're having relevant content and trying to get a lot of different different things in we encourage our listeners if uh, you've got some ideas uh, for articles or, or things related to themes or whatever, you can always uh, drop us a, a line at our thewarcry.org. Also, we're filling up, right, Elizabeth? We're filling up our new uh, webpage. Oh, it's filling. It's filling. It looks stellar. It's really fun up there. And you're 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 not subjective at all. No, I'm uh, totally totally neutral in the matter, <laughs> but it's it's cool. But uh, <laughs> but you are you. We're looking specifically for a lot of different things. Tell us, tell us what you're looking for. For the web? Yeah. Well, we're looking for articles. We like a little splash of poetry. We enjoy photography. But we're also looking for people to share the war cry. This is true. This is That's true. That's our new thing for the we, web. Jeff and I were at the Dayton, Dayton, Ohio Croc Center, and I think you took a picture. Of, I uh, did, and they're in there in their main entrance right there they have a stunning magazine rack with the war cry and peer presented prominently for anyone who enters that they can pick a copy up that's so cool and we love that because that's what it's all about and i think the officer told me they they unfortunately they don't get enough copies you know so they not that we're going to bump their their uh 
subscription up? Well, we do look, we do encourage people to be creative in their use of it. And we know it's a challenge for army officers on the front lines to do all their ministry obligations and also uh, consider the war cries part of their efforts. But the war cries meant to be a marketing, uh, a ministry tool for them to use in their various approaches. And there's creative ways of doing it, whether it's leaving it at the public library or at doctor's offices in the community or mailing it to their advisory board members or leaders in the community. Um, it, it just makes inroads. And we are, after all, bringing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to people and the good work the Army's doing. So it is certainly a, a worthy um, effort in part of that ministry outreach. Yeah, I think sometimes familiarity kind of breeds a little bit of contempt. And mm. some sometimes the war cry just kind of comes and goes and people don't they may not give it much thought and of course we we know with every issue um there's a lot of work that goes into it i mean we're working really hard we'll probably be done in a couple of days with the november issue gives us a little breathing time but we're already working on on uh, items for the easter war cry and believe it or not i'm having correspondence with people right now on content for Christmas 2020, wow. believe it or not. That's you know, very so good. There's, there's a lot of things with it. And I know I may not look old enough, but I was around in the day when you were part of producing the War Cry every week. You remember that those days? Uh, yes, I do, actually. And I... I went out and sold the war cry yes. uh, on a bar route in Los Angeles and uh, in front of a post office. Isn't that remarkable? Yeah. Yeah. We've come a long way with it. Another thing that you do is you handle all the digital media. Uh, I do. Posts, uh, social media yes. posts for us. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because you have, I don't know why you put me as an administrator, but <laughs> I get to see the underbelly stuff yeah. and some of the comments. And mm -hmm. I think what's your most popular kind of feature that gets uh, most attention. Our fans love the history. So our Trivia Tuesdays and Flashback Fridays are our number one across the board. So we're we're kind of looking for unique Salvation Army history kind of things. Oh, yeah. Captivated. D before we came uh, online here, we were talking a little bit about, I'm putting together a, um, I, I just finished a history lecture of the history of holiness, uh, in particular in the Salvation Army. Mm -hmm. uh, Colonel Henson and myself are traveling next month to Indonesia and we're conducting a Bringle Institute Institute in, um, uh, there for the officers and soldiers there. But I was doing a little bit of study, and, and Catherine and William Booth were vegetarians. And that you, is so wild. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's such a fun fact. Yeah, and, and Catherine Booth was really big with um, animal rights and, mm -hmm. and uh, those those sorts of sorts of issues that, you know, are kind of prominent in today's society. Yeah. But, you know, back in the early days of the, our founders' lives, they were very concerned about, you know, how they ate, they took care yeah. of themselves, and, and and, and taking care of God's creation around them. I thought that was kind of interesting. So you're kind of, you're open to getting little interesting tidbits from people. I would love to get tidbits from people. It's fun to check out new sources of information, see what we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're just digging around and you've got tons of stuff, but... Well, I tell you, these guys, both Michelle and Elizabeth, they give us a lot of energy and they've got a lot of um, uh, a lot of creativity and a lot of a lot of inspiration. And uh, it makes us uh, think a little bit about uh, something in regards to generations. 
make that little segue because we're we're gonna we're talking in the October issue, which Michelle kind of alludes to. It seems like such a long time ago. You know, when we put these issues together, it's basically almost two months in advance before the uh, the due date, and we have to remind ourselves what did we, what did we write? What did we focus on? But the October issue, we were we were talking about life stages, and one of the things when it comes to life stages is is the generational differences. And there's been more research since the 60s in helping to define uh, the generations um, that have inhabited the earth over time. And one of my uh, previous jobs, uh, I was um, on the training school staff in the West, and I taught a class for nine years called Emerging Trends. And one of our lectures was on uh, generations and helping the cadets understand. Uh, and at one point, there's five living generations on planet Earth and how we kind of live and, and work within those generations. There's an article here uh, that's been given to us about uh, millennials adulthood, adulthood facing adulthood versus other generations. And another article about older generations uh, in embracing technology. And I was just wondering if uh, either uh, Michelle or Elizabeth, if you wanted to talk a little bit about um, the that article on millennial adulthood versus other generations, was there anything that kind of popped out to you on that? Um, wait, when is this coming out? Like this in a week, week or so. Oh. Okay, well, mom, turn off the podcast right now. <laughs> okay. My mom wouldn't know how to turn on the podcast right now. <laughs> okay. No, I have. So for my mom's birthday, okay, you turned it off, right? Tracy, <laughs> turn it off. Okay. So for my mom's birthday, I am doing a birthday video. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Your mom has oh. not turned it off yet. Okay. Spoiler Come alert. <laughs> but I'm doing a birthday video of all her like family and friends, like wishing her happy birthday. And I can just see the generational differences with some of my older aunts not being able to send me videos or I literally made a joke being like oh do you have a flip phone and she goes yeah I had a new one and I was like no like come on <laughs> so this one just made me laugh because like I have a lot of the younger cousins and stuff quickly sending me things like doing little selfies on their phone real fast and then my older aunts like having to figure out how to send it through Facebook or on their flip phone or asking their children to do it for them. So this one made me laugh. <laughs> so that, that kind of talks about the whole issue in regards to um, being a digital native sure. versus being kind of like a digital alien, which <laughs> is is sort of what we are mm. in, in, in a way. Yeah. Um, how, how, does, how do you handle technology, Jeff? I uh, I try not to get mad when my kids get exasperated with me when they instruct me how to do something, and it takes me a couple of gyrations to get there. Other than that, though, I, you know, I I mean, I certainly enjoy books on. Um, I, I can get all these downloads from my library on digital books, uh, which is remarkable. It's amazing. Are, are you into audio books? Or? I listen to audio books in the car. I'm actually listening to one on the Book of Acts at, the, at present. Um, so, and, uh, you know, faithfully at night, I'm listening to my podcasts at night before I go to bed. So <laughs> I'm definitely attuned to it um, quite a bit. That's so weird. I, ha I can't listen to audio books. I have to buy them. I have to like have them in my hand. Oh, the hard. Yes, like it's physical. just not the same. Are you the same way? I've never 
I guess read slash listen to an audiobook. I only listen to podcasts. Well, and if I read a book, I highlight my books. So, I do too. Yeah, I like touching notes in the margins. So, so, so. You, guys, you guys don't use ebooks at all? <laughs> no, I think I it's distracting. I think I get I distracted and want to do something else on there. I'm already online so yeah, much. I don't, yeah, I don't need any more like, of it. I don't need more of it. I need right. to actually like, take my oh, eyes off that's of the true, screen. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting because I have my foot in both worlds. Mm-hmm. I kind of prefer having a book, but with all my travel that I do yeah. uh, related yeah. to this job, it's it's mm-hmm. just so much easier for me to have it like you know right there. On yeah, the, the, and I use the Kindle, and I've got it the app everywhere but i like the feel and the smell and the whole marketing oh i like you know magazines i can't help but pick up a magazine and really try to read it cover to cover it's just a habit but some of it depends on your personal learning style some are kinetic and learning some are audio some are visual learners so it's not not so much age as what Mm -hmm. kind of learning learner are you what what kind of advice would you guys uh, elizabeth and michelle what would you give to maybe um you know the older generations and and how to how to navigate through all of the the stuff because for me it's like i learn one process and then all of a sudden boom mm-hmm. overnight here's yeah. another iphone being dropped and <laughs> the button's gone it got the button is gone yeah. or the the dongle now needs to be replaced <laughs> by, with with something else yeah I mean, what what would what advice would you you say? How to how how can an older generation stay sane through all of this? I would say don't be afraid to push buttons because when I'm instructing my lovely mother Christine on how to use an iPhone, she's really afraid to to do stuff because something bad might happen. Like she doesn't want to hit something and have the phone. I don't even know what the phone would do, but I think you should just be willing well, to it try. Could send, it could send a, like, social security. <laughs> I mean, yeah, to... I guess so. But come on, come on, come on. I just believe you can and you will. Just play around on there. These little babies try to use these little iPhones now. They come out of the womb and they're like little iPhone techs. So just be afraid. Don't be afraid to try. Like, you don't have to keep up. Like, I just recently got an iPhone X and I had an iPhone oh. 6 before. Like, and my iPhone works just <laughs> as well as every other iPhone. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it was just time for an upgrade. But mm-hmm. you don't need the latest version, mm-hmm. Grandma, all the time. <laughs> like, just stick to kind of learn yeah. what you know, get the foundations. And the iPhones aren't really changing. Like, it is what it is. So mm-hmm. you're going to text. You're going to have Wi-Fi. It, all those stuff stay the yeah. same. It doesn't matter what version iPhone you have. Be confident in your skills. Thing. Yeah. We were talking a little bit um, before we started recording uh, another unique thing that millennials have had more exposure to education earlier uh, than uh, previous generations. Um, Actually, the article says millennials are smarter. Well, <laughs> so. more educated. Smarter. Okay, you, <laughs> you could be smart, but what's the difference between wisdom and knowledge? Ooh. Ooh. That's what makes you a different generation. Someone of our age would never say that. Nope. <laughs> well, that's interesting. I've never, you know, Proverbs chapter 8 talks about the wisdom that founded the world, that preceded the world. You know, that, that really the world grew out of wisdom to begin with. Well, I think also wisdom comes when, you know, one of the one of the commands in the in the Ten Commandments is is to honor your mother and father. And when you pull back from that on a little bigger, broader picture, that whole idea of of honoring or revering not worshiping the past, but you know, acknowledging uh, the fact that there are people that have kind of gone the way before, uh, before us, and they we we could learn something from 
you know, uh, uh, the elderly and or you know the aged. I mean, I mean, sometimes, sometimes people are like incredibly uh, wise. My grandson has just turned three, and he's like memorizing scripture verses oh. and my daughter sent a video the other day where he's saying the pledge of allegiance and like he's three years yeah. old I, when i was three years old i you know i i, I didn't even know <laughs> i can't even know you know so i mean there's a there's a whole thing about yes you're you're smarter what's attributing to that do you think why why is the millennial generation a little smarter I have absolutely no idea. Well, <laughs> oh my golly! I don't. Maybe we have more resources to yeah find success. Yeah, access to information. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's the key. To yeah. And in, in the availability, at least in North America. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, and it well in many other parts of the country or uh, the world. I mean, every I, I I haven't traveled extensively over the world, but I've been to Europe and Africa and and uh, to parts of Asia and everywhere I go. It doesn't matter how much money people have or don't have people have cell phones mm-hmm. everywhere the 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 deal in in developing countries and third world countries is usually they don't have the data so they don't mm-hmm. they don't have the the bandwidth to be able to do all the things that we just you know automatically do but the the instant knowledge you know is is just is just right there you know, also isn't it this millennial generation is more exposed to travel Oh yeah, I think. Um, and, and much more aware of the of the world as a global reality, uh, with many cultures um, being a part of it. Which was a focus of our uh, article for the Millennial Pages in October, correct? Yep, it was and about why millennials That's a nice travel. segue. Yeah, right. Nice, segue. nice job, Jeff. That. Yeah, <laughs> um, a, that is a a wise segue. I think. <laughs> Thank you. Well, so now. Smart, our smart millennial. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the the center spread. Uh, what 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 you did there and. Yeah, so um, I saw this like statistic that kind of stuck out to me, and it made me like want to write an article about why millennials travel. Um, because most people think it's because of Instagram, social media. Like, oh, like because you know Susie from high school went here, then we have to go here, and that actually wasn't the case at all. Um, social media can help plan a trip, and it can influ- like inspire a trip, but that's not someone's not traveling across the world for an Instagram picture. And I think a lot of people think that's why millennials travel, but hmm. it's not true. That's not true. Okay. Yeah, so it's not, not just keeping up with no. the pack. Nope. Are you, are you familiar with the, I, I just heard the stat last week that millennials are not using vacation. Have you heard that at all? No, because I used all my vacation already. We, we know that. You, <laughs> so. were, you were like running around asking anybody on staff, you got an extra? <laughs> um, I had to go to LA. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I actually haven't heard that. Um, but if that is the case, I would almost wonder if like maybe because it's not an option, like um, a lot of my friends like have, I don't know how to explain it and I don't want to like rat on anyone's like job but like they don't really get as much vacation time or necessarily pto or whatever it is you want to call it um or if they're still working like some hourly jobs like don't always give you vacation time like it just is what it is so um i think that probably plays a part in it too a lot of people aren't really getting full-time salary jobs 
as early as like our parents did back in the well, day. And, the, and there's some basic sense. basic economics. Yeah. I mean, it, it's expensive. Yeah. So, I mean, school, you know what I mean? Like this, like we just read something about like how millennials uh, live with their parents the longest. Like that makes complete sense. You know, so I just think like to just a, no, I don't want to say like go a little slower because like even I didn't jump you know right into like the workforce like right away after college. But I think it's just time and getting that experience, and then once they are kind of set, then they do have that vacation and PTO and stuff that comes with a full salary job. I would say that's probably the biggest reason. Tell tell our listeners, and again, we're we're referring to the October issue, uh, 2019 uh, of the War Cry, and. And for those that are regular listeners or you read the war cry, you'll notice that we've made um, some changes to the center section of the the uh, war cry. Kind of just a different design look, different content. You have a very unique picture um, mm-hmm. in that section. You, you wanna, is it the front one? Yeah. That mm-hmm. one so what I did is um, I... Ha- I saw this like one spread in this one magazine that kind of caught my attention the way it was laid out. And really, if the only way this layout was going to work um, was if I could find really powerful pictures. And so what I did is I actually just kind of looked up travel Instagram accounts, um, people with like really high res images that I, I know like could provide them. And I just reached out to like three or five Instagram accounts. And I basically just said, I love this specific picture that you publish on this specific date. We'd love to share it, give you credit, you know, all that good stuff. Um, and then send you some complimentary copies. Can we use it? And surprisingly, the two males out of the five people that I asked, I asked two males and three females, the two males responded to me. Never heard back from the females. (laughs) But yeah, so they both responded and sent me the high res images. and this guy. Well, on behalf of the male species, yeah. uh, <laughs> of course we respond. It was just quickly. shocking. We, we, we know, we know how to respond. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Josh, oh, I might butcher his last name, McNair. Mm-hmm. Okay, McNair. Um, he runs a website um, and like an Instagram account called California Through My Through My Lens, and he had this picture of Salvation Mountain in like the desert of California most beautiful picture it's got all the colors the sun is setting i mean it just looked i was like it's called salvation mountain like i need this picture you know in the i need it um yeah so he sent that and he sent me a super high-res image so i knew that had to be the lead image for the design um and then the other guy was um his instagram account is saying yeses um, I hope I said that right. And um, his picture is of the Iceland Northern Lights. Interesting. Beautiful, like beautiful. So, do you think, Colonel, that in this um, travel phenomenon, that people are searching for things, that that quest is still prominent in people's lives? Well, I, you know, that can be that can be part of it. Part of it can just be um, that a light enlightenment that people seek especially when we're younger you know we're kind of we're still we're looking for truth and when we're the the era that we're in now is a little different than when you and I were teens because we had we dealt with a lot of more absolutes and now in a a postmodern world it's things are kind of like truth is what you make it and it's you know kind of Mm. an experience so there's there's a there's a a a little bit uh, of of that I'm kind of like now looking at, you know, kind of in my journey, I'm turning, I don't want to say the final turn, but I'm kind of, you know, on a racetrack, I'm kind of like on turn four. And I realized that 
as I travel a lot in the job, this is the one thing that I always ask people is like, if you're going to be in this town only one time in your life, where should you have a meal? I, 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 and it's interesting that because you can go across the United States. I mean, there's a, a box restaurant. I won't name any brands because, mm-hmm. you know, they could be possible Popular. sponsors yeah. or we don't want to yeah. get any kind of our, our, our legal team on our case. But you can find those kind of stores in almost every town in America. <laughs> but uh, you and I, the other night, we were in, in Dayton and uh, we went to dinner at just a... What a great find. Just a little... That was. You know, it was just a little family barbecue, barbecue restaurant. Yeah. And ended up, a woman came up and said she knew who we were and I was just like... <laughs> she okay. made a... I, you know, maybe she saw you in an acting role somewhere. I, I think so. Know. She thought we were cops. <laughs> right. <laughs> Retired cops, yeah. But, you know, it's like getting out there and, <laughs> you know, Elizabeth, what about you? I mean, what, what makes you travel to where you... And you've, you've studied abroad. Too. I have. I said my sophomore year of college in Italy. And so, I mean, I, tra- I traveled because it was kind of built into the curriculum. I went to Pepperdine and they really encouraged us to go abroad because it was just such a great learning experience and for us to, like, really grow up and see the world and the cultures. That's good. Well, we... Yeah. I have ha- a statistic. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Um, So according to a study done by Robert, um, I don't know how to say his last name. (laughs) It's all right. Retnikchit. Okay. Um, 85% of millennials say that venturing out of their comfort zones and learning new things is a priority um, right behind dining. That's 91%. (laughs) Fun attractions at 90% and sightseeing at 88%. More than 70% of millennials worldwide believe that travel is an important part of who they are as a person, and millennials even rank travel as more important than buying a home or paying off debt. Wow. It's really, really, really kind of interesting. Yeah. You know what's interesting, too, about it, and getting back to the images that you had, um, we, you know, we have not only the war cry, but we have three other arms of publication here. We have our peer magazine, and we have Crest Books, and we also have uh, Word and Deed. And so we're kind of running in our publications, and soon... Um, We'll talk a little bit more about that in the November issue when we're merging the program department, the curriculum side, into our our big publishing house that we're, we're kind of doing here. Mm. Uh, it was interesting talking to Paul, the media specialist for Peer Magazine. He said that uh, recently in an email to us, um, he said that it's, it's uh, I don't want to, I'm 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 probably wording this differently, but it was more like the the kind of the real or the earthy kind of picture, mm-hmm. or the natural kind of picture is what takes off on Instagram. Less edited, it's more natural and true to what you actually see with your eyes. Yes. Yeah. I think that resonates. A positive aspect of the millennial culture to me is what they really seek is an authentic yeah. experience. Good word. And whether it's just by, you know, like, wow, you know, in Italy, did you get to Florence? Did you get I to lived Florence? in Florence. You yeah, that's Florence. where I was. Right. I love Florence, right? Great city. Yeah. So, you know, you are kind of connecting. Mm-hmm. That. But also, I think millennials, they respond to authenticity mm-hmm. in leadership. Sure. And how, you know, people aren't saying one thing or doing another thing. But mm-hmm. if they are saying one thing and doing another thing, at least they're honest about it. Completely. Right? Yeah. And, and being honest in, in regards to, you know, mm-hmm. full disclosure or whatever. Yeah. Transparency. So it's not so much being caught up in titles and authority and status and I gotta do XYZ. It's you know, they're they're willing to jump on the on the on the back of a hay wagon and, <laughs> and, and go wherever. 
but you know i say do that when you're young and <laughs> you, you know you you can you know, yeah when you, when you do that all right well we've talked a little bit about uh, travel and a little bit about our uh, millennials um wait i have one more thing oh one more thing sorry okay. <laughs> and and there's okay. our smart millennials <laughs> interrupting <laughs> Once again, she knows what she wants to say. She's going to say it. Okay, but also, if um, you want to tell us why you travel, then you and a chance to be featured in the War Cry, you should tag us on Facebook at SA War Cry or email us at war.cry at usn.salvationarmy.org and let us know why you travel. I would kind of lay that out also to the baby boomers because as, as more and more baby boomers are retiring mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they're experiencing um, different things in their life, we, want, we would want to hear from them as well. Mm-hmm. And, Anyone. And uh, so us tell us about your journeys and uh, send us some of those, those earthy pictures. I, I took <laughs> a couple pictures this summer. Uh, my wife and I had the privilege of staying with um, some friends at, at a lake in Upper Michigan. And I took some pictures. And I was like, man, those are fantastic. And so I found out there's a way to take those pictures and put them onto canvas for real cheap. Oh, real yeah. Cheap. Like, I love that. Just like pennies on the dollar. It's, mm-hmm. it's really kind of cool where you can take something with our, our phones nowadays. Mm-hmm. So if you can send us that information, you know, be a part of it. Uh, we want you to be a part of our, our discussion. Um, before we go to the, the October issue, again, uh, thank you for joining us for the Fight for Good podcast. I think this is episode number four or five. Um, episode I, four, I think. Uh, episode four. Yeah. Uh, we're, we are going to be uh, expanding Fight for Good uh, as we go along on some more standalone um, interviews is is what we have kind of have in mind. Both, both uh, Jeff and Michelle, you guys have been really uh, busy interviewing people as Michelle alluded to uh, earlier so we're, we're kind of looking forward to that opportunity and we've given a lot for Elizabeth who is um, is just kind of like speedy Gonzalez through a lot of this stuff which we really really appreciate but we're gonna we're gonna break out some smaller kind of interview segments that folks will see along the way and they can listen to yeah it's, it's kind of interesting and we're we're uh, we're having some new doors open for us and and uh, having the chance to talk to uh, a wide range of people one of the other unique features I and just I was just getting off the phone with somebody one of the things that I'm very interested in. I've always been interested in the Salvation Army's emergency disaster work, um, but I'm I'm particularly in, interested in the stories that come out of the uh, EDS work. And once the main main media has kind of moved out, um, we're we're approaching um, those those kind of the the backstory. Uh, I'm going out to Omaha to talk with some farmers. We'll probably run that either sometime in the the year, but. There's places in Nebraska and Missouri where farmers have lost everything, mm-hmm. and they've lost their land. Their land now is a lake, and the water's not going away. And so we're, we're, we're looking for, what I'm saying, I guess, is we're looking for some different editorial content. We don't want to just put the, the traditional spin on something. Does that make sense, what I'm kind of saying there? Well, yeah. I mean... We're looking, obviously, we do the hard work of editorial work, but we look to God to use uh, our work for his purposes. Certainly, drawing attention to the Army's longstanding relationship in communities, allowing them to provide ongoing support after disaster, after the immediate news is long gone, is a key component. Um, And the Army does that in so many places. 
it's it's a it's a wonderful benefit. And you know, there's people, as you pointed out, who suffer long term. And uh, it reminds me of what you referred to before: the importance of history. And I think technology can make everything seem so immediate that we do forget what happened yesterday, let alone ten years ago. But the army does not. The army is there helping. We're, we're sending a team to Haiti uh, in uh, in a couple of weeks to mm-hmm. um, explore what what happened in Haiti ten years since. The, yeah, uh, ten years already. Yeah. Before we get back to the conversation with Colonel Foley, I just want to take a moment to talk about Peer Magazine. Peer is a Salvation Army youth publication for 16 to 22 year olds. By addressing topics related to faith, community, and culture, Peer ignites a conversation that deepens biblical perspective, faith, and holy living. Peer is a monthly magazine that comes directly to your mailbox for free almost every month. Just visit peermag.org to subscribe. Again, that's peermag.org. Well, let's um, talk about one last thing here today, and uh, that's we're, we. We, we picked this theme of life stages. And Jeff, is there anything overall in the, in the October issue that you feel like our readers may want to, our listeners and readers, would like to pay a little bit of attention to? There's really one really captivating story in this issue. Uh, it's Me Reborn is the title about a woman who uh, went through really very trying times, ranging from uh, abuse at home to... Uh, you know, drug abuse and other experiences to um, really come out of it with a very, very strong faith. We did try in this issue to recognize that Christ is available to anyone, anytime, no matter what the age, and that those experiences that people have at different points of life are unique and enlightening. And we have several uh, stories to that effect. One, one account, uh, his recovery of a miracle is about a young man, a boy who was in a terrible uh, accident on a bike when a he, uh, car hit his bike. Um, and his father charts how from that um, accident, he went into the medical profession and became a first responder and was even uh, on site at 9-11 in New York City. So the point being that God weaves his tapestry through individual lives in different ways. And we celebrate that. And of course, you as uh, our reading public, if you have those kind of accounts we'd love to hear them yeah i think that's important you know uh we we talk about uh contributing um a lot to um our our magazines and some of the things that we produce are freelancers you know people that just kind of write professionally and and uh, you know they submit us submit stuff some things that we write it's because we're going after someone um i recently was talking to one of the commissions here the the territorial youth secretaries i was encouraging the uh, youth secretaries to uh, help us by help identifying millennial or, or or Generation Z writers, you know the the up and coming um, generations, and we of course mm. have a, a mechanism now in place for the for us to produce some of that some of those things. We're also producing them on the with the website. You betcha. Yeah, you you're bringing in every, mm-hmm. every so often a few articles that you kind of browse through and mm-hmm. what do you think about this one? I think about that one and which. Uh, which I, I really appreciate. You know, um, really, uh, this this life that we have to, uh, is a very special life, and we we often take it for granted. Um, we we struggle. Um, we we know that some of our readers are are incarcerated. 
uh, and paying out the, the consequences of, of, of time uh, versus crimes that they're committed. Um, we also know that some of our readers get the magazine and, and they're shut in or they're, they're in rest homes and you know the mind is still engaged. And though they're 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 forgotten, we've we've hmm. kind of been hitting on those themes the last uh, last couple months here. Um, yeah, I guess our part of inspiration was that Shakespeare's original um, quote about every uh, life is a st- life is a stage and every age plays its part, and it kind of alludes to the you know pomposity of middle age and the degradation of old age. We kind of wanted to offset that with a more optimistic view of uh, life in the light of faith, no matter where you are. Well, I, I wrote an article. Thank you for allowing me to write. Um, I wrote a little article, and I, my inspiration came because uh, Michelle gave me a link to a, a really cool eye place, uh, eye, you know, glasses. I thought it was really cool. Oh, is that is that what it was? Because yeah. I thought it was funny that I was like, I wonder if he tried I buy direct. That's I what did. I was wondering. I did. I did try it, and I I got some. I thought I thought they were really cool looking, you know. And the problem was, is I I left out the bifocal part of the, the so they were just like completely useless to me, but they look cool. And I put them on, and my wife said, no, no. Those make you look a lot older. So I had to send them back because they made me look older. But also, I couldn't see. I had glasses, you know, that, that I, I, I couldn't see. And, you know, often oftentimes, you know, we're, we're, we, we, we kind of put off the fact that we all age. And with that aging is this sense of, um, you know, physical decline. You know, the the hair falls out, the eyesight goes weak, mm. uh, the memory loss, the memory muscle becomes a little little harder. But part of that is part of you know, life, right? It, mm. And you can't delay. I mean, you can try to put off the inevitable, but you really can't. You can't, you can't delay that. I don't know how many times people said to me, "Why don't you try Rogaine?" And I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> no, this is the way God made me with a cul-de-sac part in my my head you know and the kids are going what's a cul-de-sac well let me tell you kids <laughs> do you know what a cul-de-sac it's where you is? play basketball safely in the street oh, yeah. 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 look at right. that did you grow up on a cul-de-sac i didn't i grew up on a block okay you grew so, up on a block yeah but you you kind of knew i knew what it was yeah oh yeah so i one place where i lived was in a cul-de-sac that's cool yeah i always wanted one yeah well <laughs> i got the look but you, you make a very good point in your article colonel um, could you let us know what uh, you kind of made I made a good point. I was, I was, I was going to thank you, Jeff. Thank you for, what did you think my point was? I don't want to steal your thunder. <laughs> I, 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 I think, I think the, the, point, the point is simple is that, you know, life isn't easy at times. I mean, uh, things happen to us. Um, I, I, I'm just kind of mindful of that because of a lot of times in, in particular in North American um, theology or, or church philosophy, it's like if you follow Jesus, you know, everything is supposed to kind of fall into place. But, you know, I've, I've sat with people who have held their, their dead children in their arms, in, in their hands. Uh, I've, I've been with the people who have been diagnosed with liver cancer, and they, we've prayed and prayed 
prayed and prayed and they didn't get healed and you know there's sometimes there's no there's no easy answers i mean i noticed elizabeth on on one of the things that that we um we're probably going to dedicate uh, an issue down the road because I, I think we need to talk about it a lot more and and, and that's that's just the whole mental health mm-hmm. uh, issue and, and trauma uh, that's out there I mean the anxiety level right now in particular for your generation um, uh, is is so high and people feel so hopeless like you know it's it's kind of like you know okay these are the realities but there is hope for us. And I think the hope comes when you just you just kind of uh, kind of not cave in, but you just embrace, you know, in, in embrace who you are and find what that purpose is. I think that gets back to originally what you were talking about too. Maybe the young generation is traveling to kind of find a, a, you know like a purpose and what you know. And I think when you travel, you're able to kind of get outside of yourself and kind of see. Life is a little broader, right? Definitely, and people are, you know, have common experiences as well, despite differences. I was thinking also we were with the, uh, in Dayton, looking at that Croc Center and seeing what the changes, the, the positive effects that Croc Center is having on people's lives. So, so much of it is about development of inner character, even though the world might seem chaotic and desperately, you know, with desperate problems that seem insurmountable. And I would, I would even argue and say, it's not just necessarily Croc Centers, but it's also South Army centers of worship, the core, uh, our institutions, our ARCs, um, even in our training colleges. I mean, we're we're promoting that whole the holistic life. You know, the the holistic aspect of of taking care of ourselves, getting getting out of our addictions, um, identifying that higher power in our lives, and and doing something with that, making a difference. And we have a 150 plus year history of of that, which you know, I've only been a part of for a very short wisp of time, you know, three, mm. three, three and a half decades plus. But, you know, I, I, I think I don't know. I don't know if I'm getting to the point of my article, which I, I try to keep it under 800 words. And I think I've here given like 7000 blabbing out. But I think a part of it is reminds me of the, uh, you know, current um, interest in mindfulness. And, uh, you know, you ask people what their definition of mindfulness is. and They don't really know exactly what that means. But I think in your article, you're saying be present be empathetic, you know, be true to who you are, be authentic and be uh, loving at the same time. That, that's a that's a takeaway that I, I get from um, that book by Amy Hollinsworth. Too, yeah, well, that's on, true. On simple faith. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, be, be in that moment and engage with with people that that you that yeah. you meet. And you do that. So we, we appreciate that. Thank well, you. Well, I try to. But, you know, it's the, the thing. The thing, I mean, we could do a whole thing on enneagrams and oh, you know I temperaments. Do love that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I've I've been delving a little deeper mm-hmm. in my enneagram. I know I'm number five with wings out there <laughs> at seven and nine. But you know, I and I know I'm actually an introvert. Mm-hmm. But I, d- I don't want to hide behind those stereotype monkeyers of how you know things kind of define you. I think that the whole oh, the whole thing is for us is embrace uh, this life. And I, I pull up one of my favorite psalms in the article, Psalms, uh, Psalm uh, 100, uh, no, Psalm 90, verses uh, 
10, 11, 12 says our days may come to 70 years or 80 if our strength endures, which is, you know, today is my workout day after work. I'm going to go work out, but I don't feel like it, but I'm going to mm-hmm. strength goes away. Yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow for they quickly pass and we fly away. If we only of only we knew the power of your anger your wrath is as great as the fear that is your due teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom i always like that sense of intentionality you know realize that that you know this may be the last podcast that that i make not to be you know depressed or anything like that but we're not promised to tomorrow and the scriptures remind us over and over and over and sometimes we have those stories that come along and boom you know there it is as 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 a reminder to us but it's uh, to be intentional and uh, in your life stages to make make the most so are you benefiting from this wisdom i am you are yeah wonderful (laughs) from that great point great point that That great point (laughs) 17 and a half minutes to get to but you know uh, (laughs) yeah i don't know well what's on the on the future uh we want uh we'll close uh with this we want to talk just briefly we've got a a book ready to go to press do you want to mention anything about that we should mention too i mean we just uh are going to press with the christmas war cry just uh we get to celebrate christmas july august and september here in the department (laughs) and we hope that that will be uh beneficial for the folks uh that are used in that tool but with that ministry tool but um what were you talking about (laughs) i just got off on a tangent christmas breakthrough yes we have a wonderful advent devotional coming out by commissioner phil needham uh complete with uh photographs a daily uh guide through these advent and epiphany seasons um that can be uh of great benefit uh most readable by an accomplished author um and our latest issue of word and deed is about ready to be pressed yes that is that's right and we're shooting for a november one release on that that as well yeah yes never a dull moment here well we want to thank all of you for listening to this um, fourth episode yeah right? yeah so we want you to tell your friends and if you've got two friends tell them if you got one friend tell them uh, tell people and download and let's see our our uh, not our popularity but uh, you know our, our, our realm of influence mm, in the podcast world yeah. grow and if you like us Put put those five stars. Right? Five stars. <laughs> Leave a review. Leave Do we have any reviews yet? I don't think so. Okay. But it's because people are gathering their thoughts and want to be able to make the perfect comment. Okay. Who will be our first reviewer? Who's it Maybe we'll put be? them. We'll acknowledge them. Yeah. In our next podcast oh leave a review to be featured in the war cry yeah there we go that's it yeah i dig that right See, this is how we brainstorm we sit around <laughs> with microphones in elizabeth's stuffy office <laughs> anyways we want to thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed and we hope you have a, a great rest of your day so thanks for listening to the fight for good podcast i'm lieutenant colonel tim foley i'm jeff mcdonald i'm michelle katsaris elizabeth hamley you have a great day god bless you Subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts.